It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. I almost said Locked On Bengals. I host that too. I'm James Erpine. Great to have you in. Episode 8 of Locked On Reds. Couldn't be happier with the results so far. Thank you so much for the five-star reviews on iTunes. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Stay a while. We're on Megaphone, iTunes, LockedOnReds.com. A column going up today. One of our new writers at LockedOnReds.com is David Wysong and... Uh, Worked with David a couple times, been on his his radio show. He's a UC graduate, works here in Cincinnati, and uh, or will be a UC graduate. I think he's still currently at UC. About to graduate, though, in a couple months, and uh, he's joining the team to write for us. Can't wait to see his column. He's uh, big time as far as journalism goes at UC. The, the sports editor at one point, now the editor of the entire newspaper there. So if you're new to Locked on Reds, it's simple. Daily Reds content every single day. Uh, I'm not going to spring training. I'll cover the highs, the lows, uh, you know, any highlights for you to keep you up to date. But I'm not going to go in-depth about what happened in spring training game seven because I don't think you really care about that. We do this every single day. You want updates. You want to hear from experts. You want to hear from Reds general managers and managers and the, the Reds pitchers. And that's what, it, that's what you get here with Locked on Reds. It's episode eight. So far we've had Dick Williams twice. On different topics. You've heard from Homer Bailey. You've heard from Billy Hamilton. You've heard from Joey Votto. Today, you're going to hear from Jonathan Mayo. Yesterday, if you missed it, it was really, really good stuff with Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. The day before that, Chad Dotson of RedLegNation.com. So we've been great this week as far as guests go. If I say so myself, we're going to continue it today with Jonathan Mayo of MLB Pipeline. The Reds come in eighth. And MLB Pipeline's farm system rankings. So Jonathan's joining us now on Twitter, at Jonathan Mayo. Jonathan, I look at this Reds team, and it sounds like that's good. Eighth out of all of the teams in the Major League Baseball, they have the eighth best farm system. What stands out about this club? What do you like so much about their farm system? Well, I think... You know, you really have to start at the top. And the, the Reds for a while now have had, you know, a solid farm system. They've been in our top 10 rankings a few times, but always kind of in the bottom half. And I think what makes this group more interesting or potentially more impactful are the three guys at the top. And uh, Nick Senzel, obviously, was their number one pick from 2016. And he's been even better than I think people could have expected, which is saying a lot. You know, Hunter Green's got as much ceiling as any pitching prospect in baseball, although lots of question marks, too. And then Taylor Trammell, who's one of my personal favorites, just because of this combination of ceiling, tools, athleticism, and feel for for the game. Uh, it gives them three guys in our overall top 50. All three have a chance to be kind of elite-level, all-star impact kind of talent. And I think that's the, the one thing that differs from this list than maybe in years past when the Reds have had you know, maybe a deep farm system with a lot of really good players. These are three potentially great players. Jonathan Mayo is our guest. Follow him on Twitter at Jonathan Mayo. And Nick Senzel was, was number one in, in your prospect list for the Reds last year. Same with this year. Reds trying them at shortstop a little bit. What What do you like so much about Nick and uh, second part of that question, how do you think he would fare at shortstop? Well, the the second part first, uh, <laughs> you know, I think he would probably be 
okay at shortstop. Uh, he would make, uh, you know, all of the, the regular plays. I mean, he's a, a plus defender. The hands and the arm all really, really work. He runs well, you know, so the range is okay. He's just not your prototypical shortstop. He's a little too big. Um, and I don't mean tall. I just, you know, I think eventually he's not going to be quick enough uh, to play uh, to play short. If you wanted him to play there now or the next couple of years, you could. I mean, there are guys who've done it. Uh, the Cardinals, you know, certainly have used a, a string of, of shortstops that don't really look like shortstops, that they're steady, but they're offensive performers. And, and Senzel is more athletic than any of those guys. So I think he could probably handle Plus, he's so heady. He's got such a good head on his shoulders. I think any challenge he'd be fine with. But, I mean, the bat is just ridiculous. He's one of the best pure hitters in all the minors. Uh, he's going to hit for a very high average. He's going to hit for power. Uh, you know, if you told me he's going to hit 300 with 20-plus homers every year, I, I could believe it. Um, I didn't think he's that good. Uh, and he's not that far off from, from being able to, to show he can do it at the big league level. Jonathan, when you look at uh, a guy like Jesse Winker, who's fourth in your top 10 prospects for the Reds, he's expected here locally to, to play a decent amount, get significant playing time with the Major League Club this year. What do you like about Jesse Winker, and what do you think he brings to that outfield? I mean, he just hits, you know, with, with very small exceptions. He hits and he gets on base. Uh, he doesn't strike out. Uh, you know, power maybe isn't what people thought, although he hit for more power when he was in the big leagues. I kind of think that he's the kind of guy who's always been hit over power and that the power would come late. And sometimes for those guys, it doesn't really show up until they get to the big leagues. Now, I don't know that he's going to win. He slugged five, almost 530 in the big leagues. Will he do that? I don't know. But, I mean, this is a guy who is – you know, I think is a 300 hitter probably can come close to 400 on base. He's going to drive in runs. Even if he doesn't hit for home run power, he's going to hit a lot of doubles. Uh, so he's, he's just going to hit and, and keep hitting. I mean, and, uh, I, I thought for a little while now that he deserved a chance just to go out there and do that on a daily basis. And, and you'll get an appreciation for what he can do. And it's got to be the bat. He's okay in the outfield, but he's, but he's not particularly, uh, adept at it, you know, fringy, maybe average at best, um, in, in the corners. And, uh, so it's the bat that's going to have to keep him in the lineup, but I think it's more than good enough to keep him there. Jonathan Mayo, MLBpipeline.com is our guest. Follow him on Twitter at Jonathan Mayo. The Reds coming in eighth, uh, in farm system rankings for MLBpipeline.com. Hunter Green's a guy. Obviously, we know he's on the cover of, of Sports Illustrated. Everyone knows about him. Um, is there uh, – what What do you project him to be? He's still really young. People here in Cincinnati probably years away from seeing him. But but a guy like Hunter Green, what uh, – obviously, there's a lot to like, but what stands out with him? Oh, the 80 fastball is pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he's an interesting one to figure out because you could project whatever you want. You know, I mean, he could be the greatest starting pitcher we've seen in a generation. Uh, but you know, we don't know. There's there's a little bit of an unknown because he didn't throw a ton, his, especially in his senior year. But he's athletic. This guy would have been a first-round draft pick as a position player. Um, he throws 100 miles an hour without effort. You know, so this isn't always oh, got to be in a bullpen because, you know, he's going to blow out because there's so much effort. Uh, he commands baseball really well uh you know it's a question of how quickly the secondary stuff will continue to sharpen you know, he'll show a plus slider but not all the time 
Uh, he's got feel for a changeup. Um, he works really hard at it, and he's not focused on pitching only. So he had a whole off season to work only on being a pitcher. Uh, heading into a year, he's got the mentality that he's a pitcher only. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens with him. It wouldn't surprise me, and this is not without with any real knowledge, but that they sort of held them back a little bit and then sent them to Dayton, uh, you know, after a month or two, but let it warm up a little bit, manages inning some. Uh, but I do think he will be a full season ball at some point this year. And then it's just being a question of, uh, of how the, the stuff continues to sharpen as he learns how to be a professional pitcher. Jonathan, one question I got on Twitter when I, I retweeted this out in, in, in one Reds fan, and there's always going to be positive and negative feedback, especially when the Reds are going through a rebuild like they are. Um, winning 68 games the past couple of years hasn't hasn't done uh, done them any favors. Right. But but looking at th- this Reds minor league system, they come in at eighth. Fans wondered why they were so low, and I know that's not necessarily fair. But they've seen all their a lot of the stars get shipped out. Do you think, knowing how the Reds have been rebuilding for a couple of years, that eighth is uh, good for them as an organization, or do you think they they should potentially be higher and it should have more talent in the the farm system at this point? You know, I think you could argue that, especially some of the early trades when they first were rebuilding, did not net the you know, the caliber player that they you know maybe they hoped they were getting. Um, but you know, they've also had some of the guys in their system graduate. Uh, a lot of those guys are in the big leagues now, so you have to keep in mind that we're not taking into account the fact that Sal Romano and Robert Stevenson and Amir Garrett, even though he was very up and down, um, you know, these are guys that are no longer considered prospects. So there's there's some depth in terms of young players who aren't prospects that if you were going to figure them into it, would add to the depth and maybe push them up another spot or two. Um, but, I mean, I understand the frustration because you look at, uh, you know, teams that will be ahead of them on the top ten list. We haven't gone to the Braves yet. Obviously, they had the top farm system in all baseball last year, and they you know, they went in full and rebuilt. Um, and you know, some teams have done that. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit better than others, and maybe at times the Reds fell a little short in getting returned. But I think that the combination of who they did get, combined with their aggressive moves in the international market, and what they've done in the last couple of drafts, then you. Then you sort of consider those, as I said, graduated off prospect list, but not fully established big league veteran guys. There's there's a lot to, to feel positive about. I think that it's, it's all heading in the right direction. Two pitchers I want to ask you about. You've been great with your time, but uh, they are no longer prospects, have graduated up to the major league level. But Luis Castillo, did you see him? And I know he was ranked in your top 10 last year, but did you see him being as good as he was early last season for the Reds? <laughs> um, I did not, um, you know, and, and there's, uh, you know, it happens in both directions, right? When you have high expectations for a guy and, uh, they fall short, uh, and then the flip side is a guy like Castillo who you're like, well, he's always kind of been interesting. Uh, he's always had good stuff, but you know, I, I don't expect him to be that good. Um, and I think, you know, he, he, 
it just all came together for him a lot better than it had. He had thrown, he was throwing well in the minors, you know, before he, he came up, um, you know, he started missing more bats. Uh, I think he found a good mix of commanding the ball and, and not just throwing strikes. He went from throwing strikes to throwing quality strikes. And, and that's a tough lesson to learn because, you know, you, you tend to, as a fan, even you check walk rate and things like that. And his walk rate has always been pretty good. You know, in the minors, it was about two and a half per nine. Um, but he was always a guy that did not have the kind of results that you necessarily thought you should see given how good the stuff was. And he took, you know, a nice step forward in 2016. Um, with the Marlins, uh, and then they kind of put it all together at the upper levels with uh, with the Reds, and yeah, he he far outstripped I think anything anybody could have hoped for, and you now hopefully for the Reds it continues because that big league rotation has you know a whole lot of question marks. Yeah, <laughs> they're basically all question marks. Jonathan yeah. MLBPipeline dot com. Uh, one more for you, and, and he's another question mark. And we saw good from him last year, bad, and he was injured at points. Uh, Amir Garrett, you mentioned him. What are, are your thoughts on him and how he uh, stacks up? Because it, it at least now it seems like he might end up in AAA to start the season. Yeah, and then I think it's going to be a question of how he reacts to that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's such a major competitor that he could do one of two things. He could use that and sulk, or he could use that as motivation. Um, I'd like to hope that he goes towards the uh, the latter uh, choice because the the stuff is good. He's got all the things you'd want to be a middle of the rotation starter. Um, you know, I think he kind of raised the expectation level with how well how. Well, he pitched in 2016, you know, getting up to, to AAA and throwing a ton of innings. And you know, this is a guy, you have to remember that when he entered pro ball, he was still trying to play college basketball. He hadn't pitched a whole lot in his career. Uh, so, I, like, in a lot of ways, he got there faster than I was expecting, but then didn't handle it well. You know, once he started having some problems, uh, it, snowballed, uh, it snowballed on him. And the, the biggest thing, I think, was the, the command. Uh, which he had worked so hard to improve over the course of his climb through the minor leagues. And he's a really good athlete. Uh, I think he's going to get there. Uh, hopefully he gets another opportunity at some point uh, this year, uh, because I think if he languishes for too long, that could affect him adversely. Um, you know, maybe at some point they'll want to consider using some of the depth to, to make some trades, especially if some of these question marks uh, you know, answer the bell and pitch well. He's Jonathan Mayo, MLBPipeline.com. Make sure you check it out. I just retweeted it. Uh, the Reds come in eighth on their farm system ranking uh, at MLBPipeline.com. Jonathan, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's Jonathan Mayo. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Jonathan Mayo. Good stuff from him. And, man, I can't believe it. We're almost through our second week of Locked on Reds. Make sure you check out LockedOnReds.com. Every single podcast, there are articles there. We're getting the site going in its infancy but there will be an article to read later today and uh, a ton of stuff out there including a video of Joey Votto hilarious interview he did with Fox Sports Ohio so check it out lockedonreds.com subscribe iTunes leave us five stars 
Megaphone. Working to get it on the other platforms. I promise it will happen soon. Also, every podcast, LockedOnReds.com. Until tomorrow, when we'll be back at it, we'll put a cap on week two of the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.